1: It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories.
2: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. A warm welcome to you. My name is Julian Gibb, and you are listening to The Kingdom and Its Stories. And what's that all about? Well, The Kingdom and the Stories is about you. The way that you serve Jesus Christ, the way that you step out from your uh, front door and go and serve your neighbor, or indeed even in your own house, the way that you serve your, your spouse or your family. It's about simply stepping out and loving your neighbor as yourself. That's what we call the irreducible minimum. What is it that Jesus is calling you to do? He's calling you to honor him. By loving others. And today we're very blessed to have, I was going to say new friend, but in fact he's not. We uh, we met about three, what was it, four years ago, And uh, uh, but my friend here who is Ben, Ben Saunders from C3 in Tempe. So Ben, welcome to the show. Great to be here. And so, Ben, you know, uh, we met three years ago at the uh, ASU campus, home of the devils. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what, what is their mascot called? Is it, is it the devil? <laughs> the Sun Devils. The Sun Devils. Yes. Okay, great. We met at the home of the devils, and uh, you and I were – you gave me a, a view, a tour, rather, I should say, of your uh, campus Christian center. So, so let, let's start uh, there. Tell, tell us, what, what is the campus center? What's it for? What's its function?
3: Well, we opened the Campus Christian Center in 2012 uh, as a place where multiple Christian ministries at ASU can meet. And really, our desire, it had been, a, at that point, a 30-year desire of my wife, Sarah, and myself. Uh, we're co-directors of C3, uh, or Campus Christian Center. Uh, our desire was just for... Over the decades really was to see a place where uh, Christian ministries could gather but also have a place where unity uh, within the body of Christ can be manifested and developed
2: great and so so it's uh you're not of a particular denomination or type of group you're you're I'm trying to think of a good analogy you're there to serve you're that you're the uh, support team you're the is, is that correct?
3: Yeah, we provide the facility as well as uh, we have regular gatherings with leaders of campus ministries. Uh, my wife and I do not have our own student ministry, but we support the leaders of those student ministries. And they, whether they're international student ministries or uh, other groups like InterVarsity or Young Life, uh, Chi Alpha, uh, we've been in relationship for many, many years. Uh, so we really... Uh, value relationship. I would say we're a mere Christian center, so we have lots of different denominations and non-denominations represented, but we do believe uh, ultimately it's about the body of Christ coming together.
2: And so you are uh, slap bang right in the center, or almost, of the uh, ASU campus.
3: We're across the street uh, from ASU. Uh and really, we just feel like it's such a strategic location. It was a Lutheran church for about 30 years, a little over 30 years, and they were going to sell the building, and we asked, please don't sell it. Uh, it's just too strategic a location. And I also told them, uh, we'll keep the Lutheran ministries there, and in fact, they've never missed a meeting.
2: Well, amen. And so I'm looking through the ministries that you have, and there's a, there's a huge range um, you have uh, lots of international student organizations. And so it seems very clear to me that uh, one of your focuses, or rather the way that God has planned it, to utilize you is reaching out to um, uh, international students or uh, indeed to um, the Native uh, American uh, grouping I'm seeing here as well. So so tell me, was that, was that something you purposely went out to? To, to find, or, or did they come and find you?
3: Well, as I said, we were in relationship with uh, most of these ministries uh, before we even opened the center. That's what gave us uh, a sense that this was viable. Uh, it's hard to have a single-user facility, but if you have multiple users, then you can make a go of it. And so we... Love international students. Uh, so yes, several of the ministries uh, are focused on inter- international students. ASU is one of the largest universities in the country uh, in terms of the international student population. Mm. Uh, well over 100, and I believe, 40 countries are represented at ASU. Uh, something like 13,000 international students. So we have the opportunity to minister to the world that has come to
2: us. Oh, Amen amen for that, and so you know from from what I 've understood so far, um, you have a facility which you make available to uh, a variety of Christian organizations it, it, it's, a, it's a good place i've been there it 's a safe place it's a place where they can come and have their meetings. but what 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 would you say was your you know if, if I forced you into doing a, um, a pithy sentence, what would you say was your mission what What, what do you exist for?
3: Well, our priority is to support the Christian ministries that are at ASU, but we have a, I guess, a larger vision, and that is we want to see the body of Christ fitly joined together, uh, every part doing its work under the headship of Jesus. And we believe we are called to love the university. Too often there is a um, antagonism or perceived antagoni- antagonism with secular universities, but in fact there are many Christian professors at ASU. Uh, many different Christian ministries, and really, we our desire is to serve and to love people.
2: Amen. Because you know there is that I can't remember who it was—one of the Patristics, maybe it's Italian, who knows? Origin who said, you know, what, what what does Jerusalem and Athens have to do together? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and so you know, it, it, it it's what does what does Christianity and ASU have to do together? I mean. Uh, Shouldn't they be, uh, you know, I'm sort of told, you know, that there's no place for for the mingling of the two. Never the twain shall meet. And yet here you are, slap bang in the center, uh, living Christ.
3: Well, you know, we're called to love the Lord our God with all of our our heart, uh, soul, strength, but also mind. And sometimes we forget that Jesus added uh, loving God with all of our mind. We as Christians, I believe, are called of all people uh, to be engaged in the life of the mind. Uh, if you look at the origins of universities, certainly uh, they come from a Christian tradition. And while ASU is a public university, I would emphasize it's a public university, uh, not a secular university. Uh, we often use that language. But in fact, uh, there are so many different religious groups represented at the university, including many, many different Christian groups, which is as it should be. And the university, uh, President Crow has been extremely uh, open and supportive of all of the religious groups uh, and the importance of their role in creating community for students so that they can succeed.
2: Amen. Uh, have there been uh, opportunities for you to work alongside with uh, or ha- have the, has the university called you to uh, help them in reaching out, to, not, not, not in a spiritual sense, but to to, to love their students?
3: Well, again, President Crowe has been very clear that uh, the university is focused on the, the development of the mind, oh, uh, Of, uh, but he leaves it to us to develop the spirit, yeah. the spiritual life of students, and, and he encourages that. Uh, so one thing that we're doing that's quite, I think, unique and, and a beautiful thing is during the pandemic, we began – we were invited by the counseling department at ASU um, to help them – with students who were struggling uh, with uh, mental and emotional challenges through the pandemic. And so uh, our assistant director, uh, Misty, is uh, actually helping work with counseling to set up spiritual and emotional support circles uh, that are once a week uh, online opportunities for students to talk to a person of faith, uh, a faith leader of different faiths, but uh, many are Christians, and the goal is not to proselytize, but rather just to be there um, as spiritual support, mm. uh, very open that we are um, uh, faith leaders, but just trying to be there to support students who are struggling.
2: Mm. And, uh, you know, I know we spoke a few days ago and, and uh, you summed it up to me, you know, that uh, really we're there to be good friends and good neighbors to the university. To to find ways to to help to serve to love am I am I putting words in your mouth?
3: No, I I think you know we are called to love our neighbor, and what part of that do we not get? Uh, I think it's easy to get into a, uh, a combative mode, but really, if we, I think we're all about the the same desire to see students um, not only educated but to grow and mature in their life, and I do believe that that. Christian ministries can provide really great opportunities for leadership development mm. as well as spiritual development. And um, I can say that the Christian students that I know are, are just outstanding in terms of their um, – what they provide at the university and, and the work they're doing. And that's – of course, it's exciting to be involved in student ministry for that very reason. Uh, it's a critical time in the lives of mm. yeah. of people. Uh, they're making huge life decisions and we want the Christian community, and, and again, C3 sort of represents many of the different Christian ministries. We want to be very visible and very engaged.
2: Because it really is a, a critical time, isn't it, in your life? I know, you know, when I went to university, suddenly just sort of, you know, you find yourself in a whole different environment, you know, and uh, I just found myself to, you know, to my own shame, just completely unprepared, you know, it was just, you know, I lived off uh, red licorice, you know, and Sprite, you know, and, uh, you know, but uh, I'm exaggerating, but the point is suddenly you're in this whole new environment and, uh, you know, you're not quite sure where to step, where to turn, you know, you're challenged academically, which is good and, uh, you know, you're you're with people of whole different views and opinions. You know, and you're in a different city, and so it can be this somewhat bewildering time, a a great time to get lost. You know, so so just having this, uh, my words, my mouth, this sort of uh, spiritual anchor, which people can go to and uh, and find a safe place where you're not going to have the 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 word of Christ. Ram down your throat, but you're going to have a, an environment where people can go and discuss their faith freely uh, with believers or not.
3: I would, I would emphasize community. Uh, having a place where uh, people know your name and welcome you uh, makes all the difference in the world. If you're going to a large uh, state university, it's easy to get lost in the crowd if you don't have a circle of friends and people who care about you and, and want to see you succeed. So that is one of the the, uh, strongest um, encouragements I can give is for incoming students to connect in with one of the many uh, different uh, ministries um, where they can, again, uh, really develop and grow not only in their faith but just in all aspects of their life. And there's a um, – we're working with a group called Every Student Sent. Um, they have a website, everystudentsent.org, that lists all the different Christian ministries, uh, not at, only at ASU, but on every single uh, college and university campus throughout the U.S. One of our goals is we would like to see high school students connected mm. with campus ministries before they ever leave their high school ministry, youth ministry, uh, for them to know they're, they're welcomed. And uh, it, it can be overwhelming when you come to the university, but if you already know there are some welcome parties, you're, you're invited to that. There are people already who know who you are and are welcoming you. That makes a big, big difference in terms of your experience, especially those first few days and weeks at the university that are so critical.
2: Amen. And so, with uh, this safe community, this this environment, um, you're also reaching out in ways, as you said, uh, for for uh, counseling to uh, to the university at large for. Whoever needs it, and also I know you've been involved in programs there with um, uh, the vaccine as well. So whatever anyone's views is on the vaccine, you know it, um, that there were people there. You organised people to be able to help for those who wanted it, and so um, so you know there, there's many ways that you've been involved. But have you have you also entered into um, spiritual discussions? You know, I, I know. Uh, ASU is very big on science, on space science. Uh, You know, there's been lots of uh, evolutionary talks in the past. So, um, you know, a very very, uh, 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 thriving area of discussion on science. And so have you guys uh, been in a position to sort of reach out and in a friendly dialogue have uh, conversations with people? So science and engineering is a
3: major part of ASU. And uh, so we've believed that Christians – not only should be, but they, in fact, are very involved in the sciences, uh, not only at ASU, but uh, in, throughout the world, uh, doing amazing things. Often, we don't even know uh, the role that Christians have in a, in a variety of projects. Francis Collins, of course, was at the National Institutes of Health for and uh, just recently retired, mm-hmm. but a major, major force in terms of uh, human genetics and, and just medical uh, research in general. Well, we have similar kinds of people at ASU who are believers, uh, doing wonderful work to serve others. They don't necessarily, aren't necessarily known, uh, they, but they are people of faith, and they're doing also great scientific work. To demonstrate that, we have had a conference called the Conference on Faith and Science. Uh, we've done that several times. Uh, last year it was virtual, this year it will be hybrid, uh, uh, in person as well as online, um, and that's, uh, again, COFAS, or Conference on Faith and Science. We have some leading Christians in science, both from the, our own university and other universities in the area, uh, as well as from around the world. We have Oxford professors, we have, Great. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll put a plug there, uh, and, and Oxford and Cambridge have wow. wonderful uh, engagement around faith and science. Uh, uh, but uh, we have had wonderful relationships with people. Some of the leading scientists in the world truly are people of faith, and I think we too often just feel like, um, you know, there, it, you can't do both. And in fact, the truth is you can, and I can uh, point to example after example of people um, who are just doing wonderful Christians, doing great, great work.
2: When's your next conference?
3: So it's going to be coming up uh, February uh, 11th and 12th, uh, Friday evening and all day Saturday. Um, again, it's online as well as in person. It's free. Uh, you can go to cofasasu.org uh, to sign up and um, see the program. But it's uh, the theme is, and I think it's kind of an uh, interesting theme, uh, it's Enriching Life with Science, Faith, and Virtue. Uh, I think one of the things we're uh, really focusing on is it's not uh, so much talks of, about sciences. How do we live a life of virtue and faith uh, in every aspect of life, whether you're in science or not? Um, how do you let that uh, faith in Jesus, um, but also the virtues of faith, uh, really direct your uh, your work? And in this case, uh, in the sciences.
2: Amen. Yes, because you know I, I imagine you can have faith and you can have science, but, you know, where does the virtue, where, where does the good come from it? You know, is it, you can have a head full of knowledge, you can know how uh, scientific laws work and so forth, but how does it actually benefit humanity?
3: Yeah, we're very interested in, in you know, how do we, again, love our neighbor well? And uh, whether that's, you, you mentioned the vaccines, uh, the person who really helped to spearhead the ASU a mass vaccination site uh, at State Farm Arena and other places last year. They administered 1.3 million doses of the vaccine wow. around our state. And you could see, uh, based on the data, just what a huge difference it made in turning um, turning the uh, vector of the, uh, the pandemic. Mm. Uh, we're still challenged, of course, with that. But it made a huge difference and saved many, many lives. And it was a Christian who was leading that effort uh, for the university
2: oh, amen so you know i am I'm, I'm assuming that um this must be quite of a, a challenging environment you know for, first of all, as you were saying you know just for the students themselves you know you've you 've come out of your uh, home environment you 're plucked into a, a new place and uh, lots of new things and uh also just uh you know it's it 's a prime example to um I don't know, just uh, go crazy. <laughs> you know, so, uh, not speaking from experience, of course. Uh, but um, how, you know, for yourself, you know, you, the university is a place, not, not the university itself, not the organization, but just the environment can be a place where people can uh, suddenly get really lost. You know, you, at one point you're in a safe environment with your parents and now everything's all different. And so um, for yourself, it must be quite a draining in one sense environment. Uh you know l- lots of needs is what i mean, you know pe- people with lots of needs, people searching. What what uh also you know a very joyous place as well, but what propels you Ben? I mean, i mean i mean wh- wh- why did you get into this, you know, as as i was teasing you before. You know, why don't you get a real job that pays well, you know, and uh you clock off at 5.
3: Well, i've had those jobs and uh but i never uh you know, always felt like the university was our calling, my wife and I both. We've always lived around the university, uh, specifically ASU. My father taught there for 30 plus years. So I I sort of know ASU intimately uh, from I went to nursery school at ASU. So um, having uh, uh, very close knowledge of the university, seeing it grow over the years uh, in just extraordinary ways, Um, I, in general, see it as a very exciting place to be around. Uh, I love the fact that it's uh, very uh, multicultural, Mm -hmm. lots of different competing ideas. Uh, I think it was just all um, uh, one uh, uh, belief system. It would not be quite as interesting. And so I think we as Christians have that opportunity to be uh, really as, as uh, Paul was uh, in Athens, uh, engaging in conversations with people of different beliefs.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a very exciting place. You know, the conferences and also the the gamut, you know, the, theatrical and the arts and so forth. Um, by the way, you're listening to The Kingdom and Its Stories. <laughs> My name is Julian Gibb, and uh, today we're blessed to have Ben Ben Saunders from C3 Tempe. It's a a Christian community where people can come together and they can uh, plan and they can pray and they can study the scriptures together so that they can go out into the community, the uh, ASU university community, and love their neighbor as themselves. And so, Ben, what what ways can um, we be praying for you. How, how can those listening, those around the world or, or those in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, close to the uh, university, the campus, how, how can we be praying for you? How can we also get involved with you?
3: Well, again, our website is c3tempe.org. And we also have a Christian study center, Arizona center for Christian studies, which uh, is at azccs.net. Um, There are ways in which, uh, first of all, please pray for us both in terms of just uh, protection. Uh, Things are always challenging, and and certainly we're living in a very challenging time uh, with in-person classes now. Um, Mm. Help uh, That we would really have discernment and wisdom about the best way to negotiate that and how to work with the university in a way for um, safety for students. This has been a very stressful time for uh, our university partners, for all of us, all the campus ministers. Um, You can only – it's been stressful for everyone, but certainly in some ways it's maybe extra stress when you're dealing with young people um, and all the uncertainties that come uh, with working on a university campus during such times, uh, even during the best of times. Uh, I would say also – I just pray for greater unity uh, among the ministries. We have a wonderful um, gathering monthly of the different leaders and and we do uh, we have a, a joint worship gathering in just two weeks uh, uh, on january twenty fifth and that 's been beautiful to watch as we 've um, brought students together for worship and prayer yeah. uh, and we're, our particular focus will be prayer. Uh, one of our thoughts is how do you reach a large university? Mm. Well, you go small, and that is you really have to break this big university down into the people groups, um, what maybe where people are living or where they're studying, and begin to really pray for and, and love people in those contexts. Uh, so one that's one of the things we're going to do on January 25th is we will be prayer walking uh, different parts of the campus, letting in groups of two and three, and letting students who have a particular burden uh, particularly for a dorm or a, another uh, place on campus to come together and let's say, let's begin foundationally with prayer.
2: Now, I want to sneak in in the last minute. You know, for, for me, you know, my, my children are still relatively young, but um – when uh, you know, there's a thing in the parents' mind of wanting to send your child to to college, ASU, great place, uh, but also to have a, a place where they uh, can 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 come to in order to to meet with Christians, to to fellowship with them, study with them, encourage one another. Was it steel or steel sharpening, steel, lead sharpening, lead, whatever? So uh, it seems like this is a great place for that to do. How how can you guys be connected with churches not only in the valley but also around the country?
3: Well, that's, that's something we are trying to do a better job
2: of is, is
3: engaging and connecting with youth pastors and, and pastors of churches to, for them to know that there is a place where they can send their students. Um, again, we don't have our own student ministry, but we want to get students plugged into a ministry that really fits them. And uh, that's the beauty of having a diversity and a variety of different campus ministries.
2: Great. So pastors, if you're listening, why don't you connect? And Ben, tell me that website again. Uh, c three c3tempe.org. C3tempe.org for Campus Christian Center. Well, um, so uh, very quickly, you have got about ten seconds. What would you say to those who are listening? Uh, those who are saying, um, you know, how can they get involved with you? Would you say, first of all, go to the website and uh, and then just pray about how God's calling them to to join and serve you.
3: Yeah, you can send us an email or or give us a call, and we're always happy to, to visit with people.
2: Um, and we just want to—we're here to serve. Amen. c 3 tempeorg This is the kingdom and its stories. May God bless you as you seek to serve him by loving others. Jesus defines
1: discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360. We'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.